relationships as a whole have kind of transitioned, especially in the younger generation, as we were talking about before. Like, you know, maybe the beginning of your relationship is hooking up, which, you know, maybe isn't the correct thing or the best way to get to know someone first. And so I think people have unrealistic expectations and views of what a relationship should be and could be. And and there's a, kind of a lack of commitment, especially when you have things like social media, where there's always the, you know, next best thing, the next, you know, latest and greatest, and you have instant gratification at your fingertips. And, you know, you can see someone else's pictures and talk to them instantly. And I think, you know, sometimes those things can be such a, I don't know, they can just fog up a relationship so much and just be um, something that maybe makes you not want to commit to somebody. And not that it even is just, you know, a, a male thing. It could be a female thing, too. It's just the younger generation, I think, kind of has like a commitment problem at times. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Go-Getters podcast. Thanks to you, the fans. We are back with round three of dating advice. I'm with Miss Milwaukee, Gabby Suliga. We got Danica Tramberg, the reigning Miss Wisconsin, and matchmaker Lori Mendelson all back for round three today. And, you know, th- things are a little different today. Uh, Gabby and Danica, you're, you're looking a little, a little shinier than last time. <laughs> what, what's going on? A few new additions. Uh, you know, we went to Kessler Diamonds. I purchased this necklace. Um, that I'm wearing right now. Um, Such a great experience at the store. You know, they really helped me pick out something that I would wear. And uh, yeah. Yeah. And I got my cute little stackable ring. I'm looking forward to building my collection. Actually, she kind of got me hooked when I got there. I love it. I can wear it every day. Dude, they were great. So anyway, we, we have a sponsor. Kessler's Diamonds has stepped in. So this won't be the last episode. We've actually had have another one after this and probably many more. And I just want to give a big thank you to Kessler's. And I, I will say this, you know, I went over there a few weeks ago. And to be honest, I was a little intimidated before going in. I'm very clueless in a jewelry store, but <laughs> it was it was a Sunday. Um, it was my girlfriend's birthday the week before, but she was in Australia and she was getting back that night. So I needed to get her a gift. So <laughs> I head over to Kessler's. Again, I was a little intimidated, but I walked in. They greeted me very warmly. They had the Packer game on. They offered me a drink. (laughs) I told them my situation, my budget. They gave me some really nice earrings. I was in and out of there in 10 minutes. She absolutely loved the gift. Overall, (laughs) A experience from Kessler's Diamonds. I got to give it to them. She she was shocked. She was very surprised, pleased, got me a lot of points. So I would just (laughs) like to shamelessly plug. I mean, if you're... If you're looking to woo that special someone, if you're looking to get out of the doghouse, like Kessler's Diamonds is a, is a great option. Yeah, absolutely. So cool. thank you to Kessler's. All right. So we're, we're going we're gonna to dive right in. And I, I would like to thank the fans too, especially um, Gabby and Danica's Instagram fans. You guys just submitted a lot of questions. <laughs> some good ones that made the some show. I mean, Gabby and Danica got a lot of personal inquiries on there as well. So... Um, I'm sure they were very flattered by all, <laughs> by all of those. Anyway, all right. First question on the day. Rules on communicating with exes when you're in a relationship. This is a good question from whoever brought it to the table. Let's start here. Okay. Would you like for me to go first, Richie? Gloria, we'd, we would love your, your sage <laughs> okay. wisdom on okay. this answer. Let's go. Thank you. So, um, For the audience that's listening, I'm a little bit older than uh, Danica and Gabby by a lot. Did you reveal your age on the last episode? I did, but in case people weren't listening. But if you want to know, you got (laughs) to go back and listen to the other episode. Right, exactly. So um, when you get to be a little bit older, generally, if you've been with someone, you tend to keep them as a friend because you found value in them and you like spending time with them. And unless it was a really ugly divorce or really ugly relationship... It's nice to keep them as friends because you had a lot in common and you went through a lot of common experiences. So I think when you get into a new relationship, I think it's okay to explain to your new beau, you have this person as a friend, you do have a past together, and you want them in your life. Now, that doesn't mean that they're going to be front and center, but they may be around because we all need friends and we all need support. And one person can't supply all of that for you. (laughs) 
Feels like a very wise, heartwarming answer. <laughs> oh, yeah. let's, let's, go, let's go over to the early 20s <laughs> women in the building over here. That's a good way if to you start. guys start dating a guy and he's communicating with his ex, what are your thoughts? Is that is that cool? Is that not? I, Lori, just like you said, you know, they really shape, you know, your past relationships really shape who you are. So you cannot expect the other person and they can't expect you to completely block that out. Right. You can't block out your history. Um, I think it's just important to have an open communication with the person, you know, making sure that they're comfortable. Um, but I don't see anything wrong with, you know, reaching out to them, wishing them a happy birthday once a year, or if you ever run into them, you know, not ignoring them. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't I think see. you should be texting them all the time and no, continuing no. on like that. I don't think so yeah. either. But Dana, can you roll in your ass a little <laughs> bit? What's going uh, on? No, no, no. I totally agree. I just think that as long as you and your whoever you're in a relationship with super open in communication about it, yes. I think it's totally okay, depending on like however they feel about it. But obviously that new person comes first. And I think if you really want to have a long lasting relationship with that person and if this past relationship becomes a problem or makes someone feel uncomfortable, then there's obviously something there that uh, maybe isn't right. Um, and you should probably put this new person first. But yeah, I, I mean, I do think as long as you talk openly about it and you're not hiding anything, then it shouldn't be anything, you know, that sh- that's wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's all about context too. If you're, mm-hmm. if you're just, if you're going out of your way to communicate with them, that's probably, might be different. Yeah, pro- <laughs> probably, probably not a good idea. Do yeah. you need to like block them out? completely no can you be i don't know like long, long relationships i've had you know if we've bumped into each other sure. it's, all, it's always friendly and yeah amicable, but it's not like i'm going out of my way to message them right at all um what is the difference between being exclusive and being in a relationship when do couples make that transition i think that it's so different for everybody and it depends what stage of life you're at. Sometimes, you know, you both kind of mutually realize that it's going somewhere, you feel comfortable with that person and it's exclusive. I think sometimes it's just an understanding thing, but I think also, I mean, maybe younger generations need to have like a sit down conversation to make it feel like it is actually legitimate and it's a relationship that's going to be, you know, moving forward. But I, to me, I think it's kind of just dependent on what you know, what stage of life you're in, what season you're in, you know, the relationship itself. Yeah, I think that kind of the exclusive is well, the... It, mi- it, yeah. Isn't kind of being exclusive and being in a relationship almost the same thing? No, I, no, 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 that's what I was getting at. It's it's kind of the middle zone. You're, the middle zone, okay. Yes. I, I, yeah, I, I get it, yeah, yeah. I'll okay. hear you out because, because in my experience, it seems like when I'm exclusive with someone, that's that's like the time where I'm like, okay, let's we're actually in a relationship. Actually, I've been in the middle zone for a while too before making them. You can continue. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe you know based, shit I know. Based on my experience, being kind of in the exclusive zone is you're not ready to fully, you know, make the commitment of, okay, you're my boyfriend, you're my girlfriend. You're. It's kind of that area where you're trying to still figure out the person, but you're also not seeing other people on the side. Maybe you delete your, you know, Tinder. Um, <laughs> but again, you don't make that really exclusive commitment when you're in a relationship. When you're in that, then it's, you know, you're going on vacation together. You spend time with each other's family on holidays, kind of the more, um, you know, critical things. Um, but again, being exclusive is still that zone of where you're still trying to figure out uh, the relationship. And I think, well, first of all, communication is key on anything in a relationship, exclusive or not. And I think if you let the other person know where you're standing on that, Mm -hmm. that's key. But exclusive can also be you're emotionally tied up with that Mm -hmm. person. It doesn't always have to be sexually. I think exclusive can mean that you're headed down the path of being together and you two are the only ones that date each other. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But again, communication has to really take place here and you both have to find out what the other one is looking for. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't want to set yourself up and be in a situation that you say, hey, are you dating someone else? And they're like, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you don't know what to do. You're standing there with egg on your face. Mm -hmm. So... Always communication. What about how to transition from just hooking up to being exclusive? <laughs> well, I'm old I th- fashioned. I think that's kind of an interesting question too. Like, that when is. does that get yeah. brought up? Well, hooking up, you're you're 
kind of just spending time in one area of the relationship, right? (laughs) Um, I think when you make that transition, you have to, you know, explore the relationship beyond the bedroom, you know? Um, You know, go out, you know, spend time with your friends. If you can, you know, if you're compatible with the person in in those types of environments, then I think you can can say you're exclusive. I think that's always a slippery slope because sometimes I feel like one person, you know, gets these feelings and someone might not. And so it's just kind of... It's not really necessarily, not that it's right or wrong, but I don't know if it's the best way to go about a relationship in general, but that can be such a sticky situation. Yeah. Well, it seems like a lot of relationships, they'll, they'll almost start that way in, you know, you hook up with someone and then you kind of get to exclusivity or you never get there or yeah. maybe one mm-hmm. person thinks you're there, but the other isn't there. Right. And that's when problems cause mm-hmm. yeah. problems start. So, And the thing about hooking up right away, I found is in my past, is that, <laughs> is that you don't ever really get to know the person other than that part. Mm-hmm. But if you do yeah. it the other way, that you get to know that person first, you're mm-hmm. dating for a few months, couple of months minimum, and then you become intimate together, mm-hmm. you're going to have a better chance of a, of a survival rate in the relationship rather mm-hmm. than it just being purely sexual. Mm. Because that sexual dies fast, mm-hmm. you know, it maybe six months. It's that just, kind of passion that it, you have. Right now, you know, on, on the dating, you know, uh, apps or when you go out to the bar, it's hard to find people who are willing to take that route. Like you said, yeah. you know, there's, there's motivations behind um, a lot of these, you know, um, apps or, or when you just go out to the bar. Um, so it's, it's hard to find people like that, but I agree with you. That's, mm-hmm. that's the best way. But worth waiting for. Yes. <laughs> Agreed. All right. Um, so as far as the bar scene goes, a lot of the questions that you guys picked up on Instagram, several were, how do you approach a girl at the bar? What is the right line to use? What to do? What not to do? I mean, could you, could you guys shed some light on the, the correct way to be approached at a bar or, or in general? I don't think there's like one correct way. And again, you have to take context. Uh, one tip that I would give, um, you know, oftentimes a girl will be with another person with a group of her friends. Um, so maybe a way to approach them is buy them all, you know, a shot or, or some drinks. If there's a lot of them, then your bank account will hurt. But <laughs> I think it's a good way, you know, to to approach the whole group um, without kind of sing- singling her out. Um, I think uh, then you, you can approach and, you know, start chatting away. And then maybe, you know, you can start putting your moves on whichever girl that you have your eye on. But I think that's just one way you can do it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the the wolf is just a professional at oh, that, yeah. right? I mean, get, I mean, he said oh, yeah. the number one job if you're at a bar is to make sure everyone's having a good time. That is so true. He, that he is would true. he would just buy drinks for everyone, yeah, cast along yeah. a large net, and then <laughs> and whoever you know, sticks. usually something played out for the wolf. Yeah, <laughs> kind of like spaghetti on a wall to right, see if right. it's done. Yeah, we should doing this technique, the wolf technique. Yeah. yeah, the wolf, the wolf technique. <laughs> yeah. is going yeah. full send. And I remember, I mean, I when I was single, I'd go out with him once in a while, and you know we be at a bar and he'd be like richie you see those eight girls over there i need you to line up 16 cherry bombs oh right now gosh. i got this then, you know he'd, he'd go wrangle them over and that's come funny over and, you know did it, he have and, success and, yeah because i mean not all girls are going to be into that but right, if, right. If, you know one out of eight of them would be all over that <laughs> he's, right he's, he's working the odds. probability and then, and then it was nice for me because i don't have like the hype man personality as the wolf but then like you know, the normal-ish girls would be more into me. So, you know, it worked out. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think that's a great point, Gabby. And too, especially for women, I think a lot of the times you're going out with your girls and, you're, you know, the first thing is not looking for someone to, you know, talk to of the opposite sex. It's more just to have fun with your mm-hmm. girlfriends. And so that's a great way to approach a group of girls because they, you know, they're all there to have fun together. And I, I think that's probably one of the best bets and to not come off creepy. I, I just do want to make a point if, you know, you're you're going up because we're saying, you know, how do you not be creepy? How, how do you not be that guy at the bar? Um, if a girl obviously looks uncomfortable, doesn't want to talk to you or, or pulls the, you know, I have a boyfriend. I'm sorry. Uh, just just walk away. Don't put her in a corner. There's nothing worse than than that feeling. 
Yeah. And look at the body language that they're telling you too. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. if they're into you, if they're leaning into you, they're flipping their hair, they're smiling, they're kind of, you know, moving towards you. Read that. But if they're retreating, that's your alarm right there. Yeah. And I, I think the, I think uh, the good point off of that is girls send a lot of signals. Like, mm-hmm. like we w- women, women don't hit on men verbally at all. Like rarely, it rarely mm-hmm. happens. Um, but they'll do it through signals all the time. Like if they look over at you, if you're at the bar and like the eye contact, contact. if if you're at a bar and Mm -hmm. like three girls all of a sudden appear next to you and they could have sat, you know, anywhere else, that's usually a sign to go up and talk to them. And a lot of guys just don't notice that or Mm -hmm. take action on that. Mm -hmm. I think very true. People only notice things they're interested in. That's just how the human brain works. Mm -hmm. if if, If a girl's looking over for a prolonged period of time, that's kind of the the heads up to go say something. Just be more aware. Yeah. Body language. And there's probably not like, there's probably not a great opening line, <laughs> opening line. If that's because so many guys, and I would do this when I was younger too. I was like, Oh, I'm great when I get into conversation, but I just don't know what, what line to use. What's yeah. the magic line. But it's like, if some very confident, good looking guy walks up to either of you, and then some guy who is creeping in the corner and all of a sudden <laughs> comes up behind you and they say the exact same line, it's going to be a completely different result. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. A lot of it is just how you say things, right? Mm-hmm. It's not even necessarily the content, but it's, you know, how you portray yourself. Are you confident? Uh, are you yeah. kind? You're coming up with a smile. Mm-hmm. And it's just really, yeah, it all goes off of body language right. and, and how you make someone feel your presence and energy in front of them. Right. And if a man exudes confidence, even better. The mm-hmm. woman will be even more attracted to him. But I think it's good to ask a question of the woman. Mm-hmm. It, you know, Richie, you you say a pickup line. I think it would be great if you could ask a, a question, an opening question. Tell me about the best part of your day today. Mm, yeah. That's a oh, statement. That would, that would work great. Oh, cats. melt okay. my heart. Tell me about oh. the best part of your day. <laughs> well, it may be here. I mean, and then a woman <laughs> could say, well, I think it's, it's right now, right? If she was mm, interested cool. in him. But the, the thing that I find about men and when I coach men on dating is that they speak about themselves so much. I've been on dates where a guy asked me one question the entire time and it got really, really hard to to sit there and smile and be nice. So I think asking a woman a question, Mm -hmm. even if that's corny, you know, tell me about the best part of your day Mm -hmm. that shows interest in her. And that's really important. Mm -hmm. Just something that's natural. Like, how are you doing tonight? What are you doing out? Is it for something special? You know, just something that's easy and natural. Nothing that's forced. Right. Yeah. And that's that's way better than some guy walking up with some like weird ass pickup. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I think guys try and get like overly creative because they don't know what to do. And then, and then the unless you're really to try good, and be creative with her answer. And yeah. you kind of, yeah, put her on the yeah, spot. You can, be, you can be like a normal human being if she right. sends signals over. Yeah. Right. All right. Lori, you, ha- you have a, uh, a question on, on your sheet that's just... Tell me a crazy story. Tell us a tell. All right. Well, I'm supposed to be hosting this. So do you guys, <laughs> do, you, do you guys have any crazy stories about dating that you simply could not believe? I have the craziest story. So Ooh, let's hear. Okay. So the craziest date story that I have is um, a man who I went out with um, about a year ago. We spoke on the phone before we had our first date and he had trouble keeping up with me. I tend to talk fast and I give a lot of information and I ask a lot of questions right away. So the the guy said to me, you know, Lori, if you could just slow down a little bit, I can't keep up with you. What I'd like for you to do is just ask one question at a time. That raised a red flag, but I thought, okay, you know, it's worth or, a date. Or was he trying to give you a make uh, makeover? No, he wasn't. No, 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 this is on the... By the way, Lori, <laughs> as a professional, uh, rebrands men. Helps me yes, rebrand themselves. <laughs> That's how she well, referred to her matchmaking. Well, well, no, I don't no, mean to interrupt you. No, it's like okay. That term. <laughs> it's okay. So we went out on the date and he just literally stared at me. And it wasn't like in a loving, kind way. It was just, <laughs> oh <my goodness. laughs> just staring oh at me. And about after 15 minutes, I said, you know, this is making me a little uncomfortable. Was there what? communication during this time? Well, yes, oh, we, no. were <laughs> we, were we were speaking. Be- but he just he, it, I don't want it to sound like he couldn't take his eyes off of me. 
because I, you know, I'm so beautiful. He just was staring at me and it was very uncomfortable. Luckily, I knew the owners of the restaurant. So they came over and they kind of broke the ice a little bit. So we're, you know, we're eating, we're having a good time. At least, you know, I was having a good time. The food was delicious. The, The dessert came and he grabbed my right hand and he took my index finger and he shoved it into the chocolate dessert and he pulled oh, it out slowly my and he looked at me and he said, can I lick that? <laughs> Stop. I swear to God. I swear to God. And the table next to me, they're rolling their eyes and they're mouthing. Do you need help? Oh, um, I, I, yeah. my goodness. Blink twice. Yeah. What is his oh, name? Chris God. Stegman. No, it was not. <laughs> Oh, oh, it was not. Oh, my Needless God. to say, that really <laughs> no, no, shut second, thing. No, second no, second no, second. no, no, oh, no, no. Oh, no. Hey, what'd you say? No. <laughs> I said, no. I mean, my ex-husband didn't even do something like that. Oh, you know. my God. So he, wa- he walked, after everything was said and done, he walked me to the car and he, he said, I'm just kind of getting the vibe that you don't want to go out with me again. <laughs> well, I just don't want to lick your finger. <laughs> I, but- <laughs> I don't want to yeah. end up dead somewhere. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that was pretty creepy. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Does anyone funny. else have some really torrid date stories? Gosh, I feel like I probably, um, just some like bad ones. Actually, this would probably be a good topic to talk about too. It was someone I had dated back in high school and then I was in college and he graduated from college already. And he was like, Oh, we should go to dinner. Like not dating at the time, but we should go get dinner and catch up. I was like, sure. Like we maintained like a good friendship and, um, I had zero feelings for him, but I appreciated the person that he was and I enjoyed his company. So I was like, yeah, we'll grab dinner. Um, and I had met him at his place. Maybe that was my first mistake. And then we drove to dinner together. I probably should have just met him there. But, um, I, so we did that and then dinner's wrapping up and he was like, uh, like, you want to split it? I was like, uh, no, <laughs> I didn't say that. I wanted to say that, but I was like, seriously, first of all, I'm like this broke college girl. You're the one that's working. It, we're like, we had like a three year relationship. I was just kind of like the cordial, nice thing. It's like a light dinner. We didn't even get drinks. I don't think to just pick up the $35 tab, but whatever we split it. And then we were driving back to his apartment and he was like, yeah, so I just, um, so it's kind of like a rough breakup too. Not on my end, but I just was really over him. He did some stuff and whatever. He's still a really nice person, but so we're like driving back and he's, um, he's like, do you ever just think like we'll just end up together someday? <laughs> and I was like, um, I'm going to break your heart right now, but no, like I was over it like in after we broke up in high school and I don't know where this is coming from. And then it was just very awkward from there and we never talked again and that was it. So. <laughs> But if you would have wow. if you would have paid an extra fifteen dollars, yeah. it might have been a different answer. <laughs> he went off the ring right there. <laughs> oh gosh! Oh, there, I would have considered it. Oh, there would have been that window of opportunity for him. Yeah. Wow! Come on. <laughs> I I personally don't have any crazy dating or first date stories. I do um, have one of um, so a close friend of mine. Uh, she had been seeing this man for about seven, eight months um, until one day she realized she just did a little bit more of a Facebook search uh, that he had an account where he was married, had three children. <laughs> yep. So he had created two two different Facebooks, two LinkedIn's, two Instagram accounts. Um, um, yes. I think yes. I know this man. <laughs> oh, <gasps> sounds familiar? I, I have another Lori? cool dating store, okay. but no, go ahead. <laughs> I mean, we could put him on blast to warn the ladies out there. So they're no longer together, but how, yeah, two two profile accounts and every single social media to to hide his wife and his children. That's a lot of work. That that is a lot of work. That's a lot of work. And for eight months, yeah, she had no idea. Did he use a false name? Eight months? No. No. His real name? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Did she seek cap him? What is that? Oh, yeah, Lori oh. oh, yeah. Oh, oh. Lori. Yeah. <laughs> tell us your ways. Well, you can go <laughs> with score. Why? Wise woman. Tell us your ways. You see, oh, wise people. woman. Yeah, oh, yeah. Rebrand people. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, you go on, um, I don't know the website, but if you just go Wisconsin yeah. Circuit Court, you can look someone up and you can look for up sure. their criminal background. I did that. For, so my first <laughs> boyfriend, I found out a year ago that he has three felony charges now. He was in prison. I'd yeah. say you dodged a bullet. <laughs> <laughs> Left that one at a good time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. After after you guys broke up, oh, hopefully yeah, yeah. all of them. I was just curious what yeah. he's up to. Just Googled yeah. his name. But if they're giving you must a false name. I saw a mugshot. Of, okay. <laughs> must, <laughs> the must, have, must have been a thrilling relationship while it happened. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. <laughs> and you don't have any any date stories from Mr. Yeah. Cap over there, who's currently <laughs> in probably suburbia, Illinois prison, I'm guessing? <laughs> no, he, he got released, I think, in March. Okay, correction. Was in suburbia, oh. Illinois prison. <laughs> Oh, so okay. he'd, he'd be available to come on round four. <laughs> he would be. We can give him a call. Oh, wow. I'm kidding. He, that to, can make for some fun. We don't need to do that to you. <laughs> we don't need to do that to you. Um, how about this? How about this question? Do you give your partner a gift if you aren't official, but you've been dating for a few months? You know, if you if you've oh. been if you've been um, you know having a fling and. Maybe it's Valentine's Day and you've been seeing each other for a few months. Is a gift appropriate? I thought this was a good question. That is a good question. I've been in this situation a few times. I think it's a good one. And I've I've wondered what the correct way to go about this is. I think sometimes people just overthink things too much. Like if you truly want to give someone a gift, it shouldn't be because you want something in return. It's just because you actually just want to do something nice for them. So if you're confident and you're just a kind you know, giving person, maybe that's your love language. Right. You yeah. want to give something. I think that's totally okay. But I understand what they're saying. If it, you know, maybe feels awkward or uncomfortable or they're not sure. I, I think just go with your gut. And if you really want to do that, then, you know, that's right for you at that time. And if it turns out weird, then it does. But <laughs> I think it's always good thing to just go with your gut and, and what you want to do. And you won't regret that decision. I agree. A lot of times though, when men give a woman a gift, pretty early on in the relationship, we feel that there's a hook mm-hmm. and that there's an expectation. Is it is that yeah. similar to like planning in a, a very elaborate first date? We've talked about this before. Yeah. If a guy takes a girl out and for like a $200 dinner the first time they've yeah. met, it just kind of puts yeah. her in a bad situation, an obligation. especially if she's not digging it. Yeah, you know? yeah. Mm-hmm. There's an obligation there. Because I've, I've, I've seen some guys and have some friends who I won't call out who have been like gone on a couple dates with a girl and that's Valentine's Day and they may not have even hooked up yet or anything and they'll drop like hundreds, hundreds of dollars. They yeah. might, you know, they'd go to a place like Kessler's and just throw it down. And <laughs> yeah. I think, I well, feel, if it's I feel Kessler's, like, then, well, yeah, then Kessler's, it's, but yeah. I feel like that would backfire more than it would help at that point in time. And it would just mm-hmm. kind of put the, the girl in an awkward situation yeah definitely read the situation you know Mm -hmm. maybe that's not something that she would i personally love small gestures but if i'm only seeing you for a couple weeks and you you know do this very elaborate date or you know piece of jewelry that costs a lot of money then eh, it's yeah it's iffy i agree i think there's a point where you want to feel that you've earned it you know both for the man and for the woman Mm mm-hmm and if it is an elaborate gift, it really comes out of left field, but a small token, hey, you know, I was in a store, I saw this, it reminded me of you, mm-hmm. I wanted to get it for you. Great. Yeah. You know, it shows kindness, it shows that you're interested in the other mm-hmm. person. And if you can do it without any obligation or any expectation when you give it mm-hmm. too, mm-hmm. that's a good thing. That, yeah, that can, that can be kind of a tough situation if you like start start seeing someone guy or girl and you've been seeing them for a month or a few weeks and if you're also seeing other people at the same time too and it's like their birthday or something like yeah you do in that situation because yeah i've kind of been there and it's like i don't want to get a a gift Mm -hmm. send the wrong message but i also feel bad because it's her birthday and yeah maybe maybe i personally i would surprise them with like an outing somewhere you know i Mm -hmm. i went out for a date a couple weeks ago axe throwing you know super low-key yeah um, but it was you know we were spending time together Mm -hmm. um you were getting to know the other person but again it wasn't this crazy fancy dinner you know a piece of jewelry so maybe Mm -hmm. go out spend some time and it could be a surprise too I want to share something that one of my girlfriends recently did. (laughs) I'm going to. She's a concert pianist. Oh, great. And um, what she did was she played Happy Birthday to the guy, and she recorded it, and she sent it as a text message to him. Oh. 
That's sweet. It's not sweet. That is thoughtful. That's like a creative, non-transactional, yes. like, mm-hmm. yeah. yes, yeah, I like that. Yeah. I think it's all in the way you portray it too. If you're like, you maybe you just wrote a card and threw in a gift card or something because you, you know, in your previous conversations, you found out they love Starbucks or something. Yeah. You're like, hey, it's your birthday. Like, just wanted to say happy birthday. And I thought of you and I know you love this. So. All right. <laughs> Moving on. What What is the quality that you think is most important, but least abundant? in single men. I think we need to give a shout out to uh, Bush Vegas for submitting this question. Good guy. <laughs> Maybe featured later on the show as well. <laughs> uh, one quality. I mean, I don't know if this is necessarily a quality trait, whatever you want to call it, but especially in the younger generation, I think it could be commitment. Um, I think that it's not necessarily something that, you know, because relationships as a whole have kind of transitioned especially in the younger generation as we were talking about before like you know maybe the beginning of your relationship is hooking up which you know maybe isn't the correct thing or the best way to get to know someone first and so i think people have unrealistic expectations and views of what a relationship should be and could be and and there's a kind of a lack of commitment especially when you have things like social media where there's always the you know next best thing the next you know latest and greatest and you have instant gratification at your fingertips and you know, you can see someone else's pictures and talk to them instantly. And I think, you know, sometimes those things can be such a, I don't know, they can just fog up a relationship so much and just be um, something that maybe makes you not want to commit to somebody. Mm. And not that it even is just, you know, a, a male thing. It could be a female thing too. It's just the younger generation, I think, kind of has like a commitment problem at times. Yeah, I think when you mentioned, you know, social media, and a lot of the times it's like a band-aid. Um, you don't want to jump in. You're not ready to jump into that fully mm-hmm. committed. Um, so you kind of leverage all these other things to try and express your love for another person. Um, but yeah, I, I, do, I would definitely agree with that. And in our generation, it's become like that. So I, Richie, I have two. Great. And, and they're both <laughs> equal. So the first one that I find that's that's sorely lacking is chivalry. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. That- <laughs> Matchmaker hey guys, Hey, guys, you heard how the ladies reacted to this one. So <laughs> take note. So um, I, I personally love being treated like a lady and having my car door open and the door open when I go in a restaurant and my seat pulled out. And I love it when men take the interest in helping me with something. Um, you know, for example, I'm moving soon. So um, how great would it be if a guy said, hey, you know, Lori, if you want me to schlep something over to your new place, I'd really love that. That mm-hmm. that to me speaks volumes, that they're engaged enough and they're interested enough in helping you and and really stepping up. And I hate to say being a man because there's a zillion ways to be a man. Mm-hmm. But there's an old-fashioned thing that's really nice, pulling out the chair, picking up the tab when you go out to dinner, making a plan for the for the date. Hey, I'd like to pick you up on Friday, you know, assuming mm-hmm. you're going out on Friday, you know, I'll pick you up at seven o'clock. It's going to be fancy. The guy yeah. takes care mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. The next one is emotional availability. Mm-hmm. And and what that is, is that a man feels comfortable and confident enough in himself that he can open up a little. We don't expect it right away, but mm-hmm. a little as you do and show that he's vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And show that he also has, I don't want to say a soft side, because sometimes that's really a turn off when they get like really mushy and goopy <laughs> and, you know, like, ooh, I'm dating a chick. But um, that's important to show mm-hmm. as well. So the chivalry and the emotional availability, I think, are two really important key things I for my generation. More. No, I couldn't agree more. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. But also, I I love everything you said, but also being comfortable if, you know, the girl is on that same level as you. Oftentimes I see guys, you know, there's a very strong independent woman that comes in and and they are intimidated by that. Um, They they expect to do certain things that she, you know, shouldn't do. So just being comfortable that, you know, nowadays, you know, girls are really independent and strong and, and it's totally fine in a relationship. Well, I'd like to speak to that if I could, because I just learned something. Um, um, another woman who I podcasted with taught me this thing called the Cupid's Bow Technique. And it's a woman using her feminine energy 
and a man allowing a man to use his masculine energy. When a woman brings in her her masculine energy into a relationship, the guy doesn't have a place or a space. Mm -hmm. If the woman takes charge, if the woman makes the plans, if the woman is delegating everything that you're going to do, it doesn't give the man a job Mm -hmm. or a place. Unless he's really strong and says, hey, whoa, hold on a minute here. And most men don't want to do that. They don't Mm want to rock the boat. They don't like to have any confrontation. Mm -hmm. So if a woman, as strong as she is in the workplace, can let that go when she gets home Mm -hmm. and allow the man to have his place in his space, that's a really beautiful thing. And all we really do as women is need to let men do that for us because Mm -hmm. they enjoy it. Yeah. Mm. I love that perspective. I, I like that. Yeah, that's great. That. Yeah. That's my crew heart. Just <laughs> She's dropping out here. Dropping bombs <laughs> over here. <laughs> Long distance relationships. Have you ever had one? And how do you how did you sustain it? Yeah. Um, I had a long distance relationship for a while and it was fine. And I think it totally depends on if you get to know someone and kind of can establish some sort of relationship before it becomes long distance, it can make a big difference if you all of a sudden start dating someone long distance. So I think that's a big uh, differentiator. And I don't love long distance. It's hard. Um, it's not easy, but sometimes, you know, for people it's worth it. And a lot of people have to do it. Think your husband or wife is, you know, overseas in the military and you're, you are married, but you have to go maybe three to six months without seeing them. How do you make it work? Um, but dating wise, in, in my, you know, whatever experience I've had in long distance, it it just sucks. It can really be hard on yeah. someone sometimes. But, you know, for the right people, it's worth it. And sometimes if you don't have a, a good, solid, established connection prior to, it might get a little rocky. Does an hour uh, car ride count as long distance? <laughs> <laughs> long I don't think it's that's long, long distance. Absolutely not. No. <laughs> I was I was in an actual long distance relationship freshman year of college. Yeah, let's hear about it. <laughs> it was my high school sweetheart. Oh, I mean, we dated. We started dating toward the end of senior year. Yeah, and then we went off to college, and I went to school at some small school in Iowa. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, we st- we stayed. Stayed together, uh, visited each other. She was in Alabama at the time, and then we both transferred back to Marquette. Mm-hmm. Solid school, good time. Ended yeah. up breaking up after transferring to the same school and kind of remained friends after that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't think know if that's a good example or not, but <laughs> I think they're entirely possible. And it's, it's about mm-hmm. setting expectation. If, if you're fine with not being with someone all the time, living, breathing, and being with them 24 hours a day, mm-hmm. I think they're great. A lot of people I know live in two separate yeah. houses and have mm-hmm. a, a committed relationship. I, I do just want to know. So two things, two aspects of a relationship that are so important. You have the physical and you have the emotional, right? And if you do not have that emotional side of the relationship down path before, you know, you, you go long distance, um, because you do lose that physical part. Um, then, then it's really tough in a relationship. So make sure you have both aspects, you Mm -hmm. know, down solid, um, to, to really fight through because it is tough. Yeah. Yeah, And I think when you're an 18 year old guy, like I was the emotional part of any relationship. (laughs) It's rough. Yeah. Yeah, It just doesn't exist for guys. You're in a learning curve. Yeah. Yeah. That was there, but it might, it might be different now if you had that down. Hey everyone, it's Richie Burke, your host of The Go-Getters and founder of GGMM. Since you're listening to this episode, you clearly understand the power of podcasting, yet a lot of brands have yet to take advantage of this medium. Based off the success of our podcast, we recently launched GGMM's podcasting content service, where we're currently helping brands like On Milwaukee, Trek Bicycle, Colliers, and more not only create audio and podcasting content, but also take that content and turn it into engaging video and written content to use across platforms. So if you're looking to better communicate with your employees internally or your consumers and are interested in learning more and think you're a good fit, just head to ggmm.io, ggmm.io. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get back to the show.
Hey, everyone. Welcome back. We're, we're coming down the home stretch of this episode brought to you by the fine people over at Kessler's Diamonds. And we're going to do a little Instagram profile auditing. And, you know, the first guy, um, screen name at Butch Weiler. So if any of you guys want to follow. Pass. <laughs> passed on him? Uh-oh. Oh, okay. Oh, He's a... <laughs> <laughs> is that his? Hold on. Is that his real name, Butch? No, his name is his name Let's is see. Justin Bushweiler. See, good guy, Marquette alum, about six six, thirty five, newly single. So his screen name, if, for anyone who wants to follow along, is at b u t c h underscore w e i l e r. That is b u t c h underscore w e i l e r. Uh oh, he he's going to oh, stalk perfect. you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he saw you on coming on the podcast or regrammed you. Should I follow him back? Fuck yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just followed. He's private. Which while I just got a couple of new followers. What do you guys think of the private profile? That seems a little, you know, if you're trying to get back out there, that may not get, be a good move. Yeah. That and it only has JB in his description, and that's it. It doesn't say who and, he is. And his picture is a lake. <laughs> Come on, Bushwa. Hashtag Wisconsin. Right. But, yeah, you need, okay, you need a picture of Okay, clearly the first you. impression game is not good. No. And my phone battery is on 1%, so we need to make this happen quick. Here okay. you go, Gabby. Let's go. We're scrolling through. Um, <laughs> uh, right off the bat there's a lot likes of pic- to golf yes there's a lot of pictures that's of, a good catch right there likes to is. golf there you go there you For go hi put that in your description i like your him. friends with them <laughs> okay first thing and i mentioned this in the last episode <laughs> do not have solely pictures of you and 10 other people all of these are with other people which is fine you know yeah, you look not really sociable. sure which one he is right 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 except but it's good he has friends Elmo. right that's it's halloween that's cute. We're we're he looking at it. Yes. Um, so the, El- the Elmo video is a plus. That yes. On Halloween. <laughs> For some people. Yeah. yeah. Well, they- he has some chutzpah, as we say in Yiddish. What does that mean? Swagger, right? Yeah. Wow. He's got right. he's got some, you know what? Bushpah. Yeah. <laughs> chutzpah. Oh, he's got a couple kids. Or a nephews or, or something. Nephew. Nephews. That's interesting you thought that though. Yeah, I mean, cute kids on the on the thing. So, yeah. What about his beard? Like, how's the beard? I, I like beards, but that's just me. What do you think, Gabby? I don't mind. <laughs> I, I I don't mind them. I mean, Dan could give him a hard pass <laughs> right away. I mean, and then are, I saw his beard, you, and I was like, are you maybe. are you warming up a little bit after seeing some of these photos? Yeah, he looks okay. like a nice guy. He does. He, oh, does. he, does. he, he likes handle. sports. Yeah, but but, but men, again, and mention that. Picture yeah, change the profile picture. Put something about you in the description, um, and if you're comfortable, make your profile um, public. Kind of helps you um, get what out do there you, a little bit more. What do you know? Like since you know him, kind of right? I do. Yeah. Do you, is there like a reason that that's his handle? The lake. No, Butchweiler. Butch. Oh, Butchweiler. No, I don't. His his last name's Bushweiler. Oh. 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 So I, so. Oh. <laughs> I, actually, I said I mean, all, but I don't really Gabby, know why. Were there any f- any fish photos that you saw? Any fish photos? Fish photos. Was he holding any fish oh, that he caught? Fish were there any dead animals <laughs> that he was holding or standing next to? No, if you no guys, just, just okay. a lot of a lot of golf. Good. If you guys want to know about profile optimization, go back to the last episode. We did a bunch of that. Yeah, we did. Dead mm-hmm. animals are not attractive mm-hmm. to women in mm-hmm. 2019. Mm-hmm. That's, or, what, that's what we yeah. can, concluded. Or bathroom selfies. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Without shirts on. Yeah. Yeah. Should we should we audit Shane's? I think I think we might need to do this. <laughs> Let's do it. All right, we're going to throw this to my man Shane Krangle. I mean, he's been featured on every on episode, spot. and um, I didn't call him out at all today. So clearly, I can't <laughs> go an entire episode without having this guy on my mind. <laughs> I I just need to see that first picture. Right, I'd, I'd like, you know, I think Danica can give a non biased opinion. Gabby yeah. and I know the guy, so let's let's have black Danica white, break this black and down. white cowboy. He looks like he's. Wait, I just want to be a country singer, dot, dot, dot. So at Halloween parties, I become at Kenny Chesney with a slight beard. (laughs) (laughs) 
I don't know. I don't really know them. That's kind of well. That's the whole point of this, judging people by their online profile, oh, God, so we can give some pointers. Feel like Does a horrible he have? Person. Okay, hold on. Does he have? Let's hashtag big mood. No. So, what about the hashtag big so he, mood? I mean, only a certain person who's in a big mood posts that. Does he have pictures of just himself? Almost all of them. Okay. <laughs> Good. Every That's box it. along, get it. I'm sorry. I just I can let you see this too. Yeah. I just can't stop looking. It's captivating. Like a train wreck. I can't stop looking. What's Danica Rita's bio? What oh, is bio? I got you. Okay. Shane Kringle. Is that how you say it? Mm-hmm entrepreneur interesting ceo of his own okay yeah co-founder something media marine veteran eight years 26.2 times nine so he ran nine marathons is that what that means marathons baby 49 countries backpacked wow does he have a father milwaukee wisconsin (laughs) (laughs) let's see a story he does he's (laughs) very (laughs) Was at Lucid Light Lounge for Halloween last night, dressed as a marine. That's like himself questionable. Oh, he, oh, he, uh, like re, put up someone's story. He's very active. Yes, he's got lots of tats. Mm -hmm. Unless those are fake. Oh no, those are real. I mean, I don't know. (laughs) What do you think? I mean, I I know the guy. Oh my gosh, I'm just not sure. I mean, I think I think he's just an absolute one man wrecking crew. Is, what is he is he missing anything? Based on your opinion, is he missing anything from his profile? I think he has a solid profile. Like I think he has a good mix of like fun, um, some of his self. Like you get to know kind of a lot about him based on what he put up there. Um, I mean, his stories. Is it is he single? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. Frankel's single. Single. He's not lucid a lot. Okay? Yeah, I was gonna say. Ga- Gabby, <laughs> Gabby saw him doing karaoke during Sybil this week. Oh right? yes, yeah. But he did good. He did good. He's got. I some think pipes. his profile's He's got decent. Some pipes. It's decent. All right. Way to pass the test, Shane Krangle. We got. <laughs> we got one more. I'm gonna throw this over to. You're right, Danica. No. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> We're going to have, ma- this is this is going to be phenomenal. I'm looking forward to this. We're going to have matchmaker Lori audit our guy, Chris Stegman, former president of the Journal Sentinels profile <laughs> okay. right here. Whoops. Uh, dun, dun, dun. I know. Okay. The first picture is a picture of four people. So I don't know who the who these four people are. So that in itself... Just just for people who want to follow along, Chris, C-H-R-I-S dot Stegman, S-T-E-G-M-A-N dot 524. And Gabby has left the building. I think the combination of truly... Danica. And, oh, yeah, you're still here, Gabby. Dan, <laughs> I'm still here. You're, you're a trooper. <laughs> okay. You polished so, off one Corona. You're still here. Danica <laughs> took a few sips of the she's truly. Is she coming back? I don't think so. <laughs> She's gone. She's gone. It was the combination of Truly and Shane Krangle's profile that got her out of the building. <laughs> she wants to go meet him. <laughs> She's getting in her car right now before anyone else I do can lo- grab him. He was uh, fast. Can I just say, no, no, Butch, no. Butch Wheeler just followed me back, so he's active. He Assertive. He, assertive. assertive. There we go. Yeah. Very just assertive. Taking charge. Leadership. There you go. There you go. Welcome back, Danica. We didn't know if the combination of Truly yes. and Shane Krangle's profile permanently got you out of the building but almost well all right laurie okay okay, let's go back to stegman i hate to shine the limelight off of him so so the thing about the pictures that he has he has a football game um he has a jumbotron he has a crowd he has a a um plate of ribs he has he has a a sunset scene which is very nice pictures of kids buildings um this is his Instagram account, not his Bumble profile. Well, so, I know, but you want to be portraying a good image on it. Some some ladies might be checking you out on there as well before yeah. they go on a date with you. What what grade are you giving him? What can he do to improve? Well, what he could do to improve is the the pictures are they're not all that interesting. They're not captivating. They're not engaging. So I would say maybe limit the amount of pictures that he's posting and. And just post really, really good ones that, that mean something. Yeah. Exactly. Quality over quantity. Like, over like quantity. One, one of the uh, the Iron Man tattoo on the back of his right leg might be a good photo, right? Um, 
if he has that, I see there's a picture of him standing yeah, by the finish line. Oh, that- oh, he has one of those. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I don't get a feel for him by looking at these. So basically, Stegman needs to step his game up. A yeah, he bit. does. I, I mean, mean he, I can only see one- that that guy lives a very thrilling life. I mean, sometimes he's in the hanging in the C-suite. The next moment, he's at Joe Cats. Sometimes he's golfing. Sometimes he's running. I mean, he's all across the board. I thought he was in Arizona. Well, he is, but when he was in Milwaukee, oh, okay. I, don't, I don't think his lifestyle changed. But yeah, I would, all I right. would have more pictures of him personally rather than the activities that he's involved in. Okay. If if he wants to meet someone, especially profile pictures, I saw he had it with someone else. His daughter, I believe. Oh, is that, oh, okay, okay. that's acceptable. Know. Okay, acceptable. Stegman, <laughs> you got an acceptable grade today. Um, <laughs> just, just, just before we sign off here, I wanted to give. A couple updates. One is on Chris Stegman. I mean, he was such a polarizing figure in the first two episodes. I feel obligated to update the fans on his status. Was on a text thread with him the other day and said, was dating someone for several months. But it just ended. (laughs) Chris, everything I said, I'm sorry. sorry. I don't think it's a bad thing. I mean, I don't know if he was looking for something serious or not. So, I mean... I think the main message of that is Stegman is back in the game. And if you know any ladies in the Phoenix Scottsdale area, please look up his Instagram handle and slide into Stegman's DMs. Also, good friend of the show, Jackie Hermes. Um, On the last episode, I made it one of my quarterly goals to find her a desirable man through the Go-Getters podcast. And she has found a desirable man. Yay! She's been dating him. I don't. You know, I'm, I'm going to take credit because sometimes you just manifest things, but yeah. I don't think she exactly found it through the podcast. But I got to meet the guy. Good looking dude. Very nice guy. So she found a desirable man. Congratulations to Jackie Hermes. Congrats. And I mean, uh, Danica, when you were out, we saw your phone light up. You had a nice backdrop of you Thanks. and grocery store man who, who I actually got to meet. <laughs> Good looking dude. He's Seemed nice like guy. a nice guy. He's Look nice. at that Way face. To go. <laughs> Big smile on your face. Mm-hmm. Still Aww. going strong. Yes. All You're right. grinning ear to ear, girl. Grinning ear to ear. We're going to end up. I know. <laughs> Might have been my trillion. On that? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I mean, th- thank you guys so much for tuning in, all you fans, for making this uh, episode three possible. Brought to you by Kessler's Diamonds. Big thank you to the great Kessler's team over there to. Jim, Lisa, Closer Joe, just great people over at Kessler's for sponsoring this episode. And the next one, we'll be back. So um, if you have any questions, please submit them. You can uh, keep submitting them to Danica and Gabby on Instagram. I'm sure they'd appreciate that. You can also email them to Richie at ggmm.io, but I think uh, Instagramming these two would be preferable. They put together a really nice list for this episode. So thanks again for tuning in. If you got any of this value, any value out of this podcast, please leave a review on Apple. That helps us get the word out. And just a reminder, this is brought to you by our friends at On Milwaukee and GGMM. Thank you very much.